I'm Marco Werman. This is The World. North Korea said it would conduct another nuclear test. The international community warned it not to, but today the North Koreans went and did it anyway. And this was the reaction from passers-by in Pyongyang Square when they saw the news of the nuclear test flash on a giant screen there. And this Pyongyang resident said she was excited by the news. The woman said she was proud of North Korea's accomplishment. She added that the test boosts the nation's faith and its ability to fight any enemy. That last statement, like the North Korean government's propaganda, is aimed squarely at the U.S. It sends a threatening message to Washington just hours before President Obama's State of the Union address tonight. The test also represents a challenge for North Korea's traditional ally next door, China. Tanya Brannigan is with The Guardian newspaper and is in Beijing. So we heard from a North Korean citizen a moment ago on the street talking about the pride that 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 nuke test filled them with and their belief that this proves their nation's military might. I suspect a different sort of reaction in China. What has the Chinese central government in Beijing said about this test? Well, China's made it very clear that it's not happy. It's actually called in the North Korean ambassador, and it's also signed up to the UN Security Council resolution recently, which specifically warned the North off conducting future missile or nuclear tests. Um, And they seem to be taking a much stronger line, perhaps, on the North this time. Now, they haven't gone quite as far as they did back in 2006, when the first uh, nuclear test took place. Back then, they talked about uh, Pyongyang's brazen behavior, and so they were a little more outspoken. But there is a feeling here that perhaps their patience is really starting to run out. Right. And if that patience does indeed uh, bottom out, would China consider cutting ties with North Korea? No, they're not going to be cutting off the North completely. They're long-term allies, although actually it's always been a relationship where there's been quite a lot of mutual suspicion going back decades. But China is still the North's main supplier of aid, its main trade partner, and that's really not going to change. Now, there's a feeling, certainly in the West, that China doesn't do enough on North Korea, that if it chose to, it could certainly exert more pressure on it, for example, by cutting off some of the flow of oil or of food uh, into a country which is obviously very poor and, and really needs those resources. But at the same time, from China's point of view, it doesn't want to destabilize the North. It really doesn't want to see regime collapse for a number of reasons. It doesn't want to see refugees trying to flood over the border. It doesn't want to see, in the event of reunification, U.S. troops arriving right up at its border. Mm. I mean, I think the key thing really is that the government has sought to try and engage economically with North Korea. Um, And to some extent, they've seen that really as a way of trying to get North Korea back into a negotiating position, improve relations to a point where perhaps there's a little bit more trust. I mean, it's also worth saying that it has been quite useful for China in terms of general diplomacy in the region to be able to say, well, look, you know, we're the people who have influence over North Korea and we're doing our our best to rein them in. But some people would argue perhaps China really talks up what it does while not have as much clout as the outside world tends to think. Tanya Brannigan with The Guardian newspaper in Beijing there.